the Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene, taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. This is Miss Reality, Maddie Winkowski, and you're listening to the Wrestleville podcast or whatever. You're listening to the Wrestleville podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and today's guest is Maddie Winkowski, professional wrestler from Dallas, Texas. How are you doing today, Maddie? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you very much for coming on the show. It's good to uh, uh, be able to talk to you, and it's definitely good to watch you. You've been very busy this uh, past past year. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you've been, what you're doing, and uh, who you are. Yeah, of course. So, obviously, as you said, uh, I am Maddie Renkowski. Most people know me as Miss Reality Maddie Renkowski. Um, I have been doing this thing about two years, uh, lucky for you all. Uh, you all have gotten to see me early on in my years and follow my journey. Um, a lot of the places that I do work out of is Texas, uh, my home promotion being Mission Pro Wrestling, uh, but I'm heavily featured in other promotions such as PPW, uh, VIP Wrestling in the Dallas area. I've been on Booker T's row, Reality of Wrestling, um, and just a couple other promotions in the area, such as RCW, which is in San Antonio, which is where I train out of. But most people have seen me on AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation, um, and I am on the intro, so, like, obviously I'm not good. But uh <laughs> very... uh very early on in my career, so I'm very excited for everything that I have accomplished. Yeah, you're doing doing great. Hey, can you clear this up for me? What is the difference between AEW Dark and AEW Dark Evolution? One's on Monday, the other's on Tuesday. <laughs> then there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about... uh what what is the experience at AEW and and what is the the talent pool like? So the talent pool, I guess I'll start with. Um, it's very diverse. I think that it's one of the few companies where you can get a bunch of different styles of wrestling uh, coming together very cohesively. Um, it seems like in a match, you never know what exactly is going to happen. For instance. Uh, even last night, I was watching Dante Martin and Malachi Black, and Dante is like a high flyer. So just to see the different styles, like clash, it was, it was poetic still. Uh, so AEW does a very good job at putting, I guess, a diverse group of not only people, but a bunch of different wrestling types together and making it make sense. Um, but being in being able to work for AEW um, has been an incredible experience, not just for you all because you were introduced to me, um, but mainly because it was kind of the 
big jump of my career. It's basically the highlight thus far. Getting able or being able to kind of have that experience at the like during the pandemic and through the pandemic because I believe I got there in December and have made appearances since then. So it's really gotten me a bigger platform, which obviously I'm thankful for, but you all should be even more thankful for because without that, a lot of you would not know who I am. Yes, and we'd be and we'd be miserable too. Yeah, exactly. So y'all are welcome. You had mentioned working for Mission Pro and uh there's the just the the wide range of talent that those women uh you know bring I mean, they're, the names are just, I mean, just mention some of the names that are in some of her shows. I mean, I know, I know we can't mention them all, but just to, to let the listeners know, like, who are, who are we talking about? Some of the women that are on, uh, Thunder Rosa's Mission Pro shows. Yeah. So our current champion is La Rosa Negra. Um, she in itself, she and herself, I should say, uh, is, they're incredible. Like you, Mission Pro, Thunder Rosa, have given a platform to female wrestlers who aren't necessarily uh, given the platform by major companies. For instance, like her, she's been doing this a while. She's the most incredible wrestlers I've ever seen. Um, unfortunately, she has not gotten the break or the opportunity um, yet to showcase on a larger scale, which I believe she deserves. Not even deserves. I hate the word deserves. She earned. Um, her... Holly Dead, incredible person, um, incredible wrestler. Those are probably two of the ones that I look up to um, at Mission Pro uh, that are typically there fairly often. Other wrestlers that we do have on our roster are Masha Slamovich. Um, she comes and shows out and kicks ass. I don't know if I can say that. Um, and then, unfortunately, we have people like Jasmine Allure on there. Um, Bert Vixen, you know, <laughs> just to name a few. Right, right. Yeah, I've, I've seen Bert Vixen a, a couple times. I saw her on a show down here in South Texas. And you and I saw a match. We were at the same show together when uh, La Rosa Negra and Mesha Slamovich uh, took to the ring. That That was amazing. <laughs> incredible what they can do you know uh, i remember uh one of the women was basically on sitting on somebody's lap and the <laughs> other <laughs> the other girl jumped off the top rope right into the crowd right right on the right on everybody in that in that row and uh bottles were being thrown and uh hadn't been to a match like that in I don't know yeah. if I've ever been to a match like that. They both um, seem to have a lack of regard for uh, other human life forms when they're wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was one of the things that stood out to you in that match? What was one of the things that struck you as just uh, jaw-dropping, I guess? Yeah, I would have to say their intensity. Um I think a lot of the women at Mission Pro bring an intensity um, and aggressiveness to their matches and just in their style of wrestling, period. Um, that's not always seen um, 
in other promotions or in other companies, you don't see, I guess, women basically wrestling, as one would say, very aggressive like you see in men's wrestling. And I think that's the thing that Mission Pro Wrestling does best about being an all-women's company is that we are not just a women's show. Like, we have people leaving saying, that was a great show, not just, that was a great women's show. Like, we are we are just wrestling now. Like, we're not just a women's promotion. We are just a wrestling promotion. That's how good these women are, and that's how much, like, aggressiveness and diversity they bring to the table. That was the very first wrestling match that my wife ever went to. And yeah. now she's like, hey, if, if you're going to sell books and you're going to go to Mission Pro, make sure that I that I go with you. <laughs> so let me know when we're going back there. So, yeah, she she was sold. She bought the Kool-Aid and drank it. <laughs> you know, she's, she loved it. Yeah. So, and that's exactly how it always is at Mission Pro. People always leave saying things like that, and I think that's just, purely based on the great diversity of talent that we bring in. You know, we we mentioned a little bit ago when we were talking about, you know, how how women's wrestling has changed over, you know, the last 10 years, I I think it's it's totally different than what it ever was, but when I was growing up and I first started watching wrestling at the age of 13, 14, 15, whatever. Um there was a handful of women and, and maybe a dozen uh, that would, you know, there was uh, Princess Victoria, um, what Velvet McIntyre, Fabulous Moolah. She was managing a lot at that time. But, you know, it was uh, Judy Martin. You know, it was a handful of women, um, and it was nothing like. It was more of an exhibition where today – I I really think the men could go away and professional wrestling could could stand alone with women. What what do you think on that? I mean, I would like to agree, but I think that I guess we could like let the guys stay because um, there's definitely some bangers put on by guys. Uh, so we can stay just to keep that diversity. I think what needs to happen is. Some promoters stuck in their old ways need to realize that women can wrestle just as well as guys. So maybe not just putting one woman's match on a show and maybe not just, like, putting them in a place that does not matter. Just having a little bit more focus on us. Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, now today you're you're noticing, you know, like a card will we'll have a one one woman's match on it. You know, where before – that was, you know, it was just not real common. So at least, at least that's happening now, where it's almost it seems like there there is a women's match on every card. But yeah, having having more on there would would be good. I have to admit, I I never that was the first time I went to an all women's uh, show, and I I was kind of skeptical in the fact that you know, well, what's it going to be like? I was blown away. I was blown away. I still think, I still think back at that and and some of the highlights. Uh, you know, the Renegade Twins coming out, and um, you know, just uh, there's a girl. A girl. This was this was the thing that that really kind of lured in my wife. One of the very first matches. The girl from I think she was from France. 
And she was uh, like a girly girly, you know, she had like a mirror and she had a comb and a purse and she came out and uh, she started combing the referee's hair. And uh yeah. <laughs> we're safe <to> now. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh boy when she did that, I mean my wife was like, I like her <laughs> But it was it was that's the stuff in wrestling that you know, that you don't see all the time in wrestling, but I think I think wrestling needs it needs a little bit of, you know, it needs the drama needs the the hardcore spots it needs the 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 high flying it, it needs the the comedic relief it needs a little bit of everything i think to to be wrestling right would you agree a hundred percent i think it i think that shows have like when they have the verses like that those are the most successful because if this one match or this one person was just not for you guarantee somewhere in this card there will be someone you're like oh shoot like Roche she instantly draws eyes to her because she comes out with the bag and the comb but then she does that kick in the corner and you're like god dang she just kicked her head off like (laughs) she does everything she does she combs her hair but then she's also an ass kicker so she balances that very well Switching gears a little bit about your, you know, your style, your your appearance. You know, you have a very, I think you have a very unique look. I I like it very much. I think it's it's a fresh look for professional wrestling. Something that uh, I've never seen before. Can you talk a little bit about that? How you came up with the designs and and kind of how you you do all that and who helps you with that? Yeah, of course. So. Um wrestling uh or this wrestling for me i guess i should say um i am half mexican so my family is a big proponent in my life uh that being said my brother is actually the one who designs my gear and my mom is actually the one who executes it um so it is a family family run business for me um <laughs> and basically kind of the biggest proponent of my gear, aside from what it's made out of and whatnot, but the idea behind my gear, um, which catches everyone's attention, is the one long leg and the one short leg. Um, and that basically stems from Flojo, um, who was the fastest woman. Um, I grew up kind of learning about her um, and just seeing her outfits and how she stood out from everyone. And just basically kind of the emphasis that she forced, like, she forced the spotlight on herself because she was that good. Like, she didn't just conform to what everyone else was wearing when she ran races. Um, so I think that kind of always stuck with me through life. And I just went as soon as I, like, was time to get gear done uh, to have a match. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, there was just no question about that. And that's why it's been in almost every gear since that one long leg, one short leg. And you, and you were talking about how you, you wanted, wanted it not to look like, like a costume per se, but you wanted it. I mean, you could basically, if you, if you had to, you'd probably go out, out on the town in, in some of your gear, right? If, um, if you wanted to. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. 
But yeah, no, I definitely didn't want to look like I was playing wrestler. Um, I didn't want to look like everyone else. Everyone else's gear is very similar. And with a lot of women's gear, it's like someone's like a bedazzle machine like threw up on it. And that's not me. And I'm not going to look like everyone else because I want you to notice me because once you see me, you're going to be like, oh, shoot, that looks cool. And then you're going to watch me and you're like, damn, that was really good. (laughs) Do you think that, you know, wrestling is been around forever, right? It's been a long, you know, longer than we've been alive. It'll be a long, it'll be here long after we're, we're here. But do you think that it's challenging for the wrestler to, to stand out to, you know, do you think it's easy to, I see some people on, you know, on the, on the scene today where I was like, you can tell, you can tell that person is so-and-so is, you know, taking somebody else's gimmick or you can tell who they're influenced by, you know what I mean? And do you think that it's, it's challenging for wrestlers today because there's, what hasn't been done? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think in my personal opinion, there will never be another, the rock there will never be another stone cold steve austin mankind because they have been done before and these people are the people that we looked up to and the people that we watched so yeah a lot of times people emulate it and the crummy thing about it is even if you do anything it's always going to be compared to someone else so it is a little bit challenging but at the same time we are so fortunate to have all of them and so fortunate to have the technology where I can literally be on YouTube and watch matches from New Japan, ROH, AEW, WWE, like all in one sitting. So we have access to so much content to study. Um, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword, I think. Who 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 do you particularly like to – is there a wrestler that – you like the wrestle or is there somebody that you've, you know, so far in your career that you thought that you had a, you know, five-star match or a, a four-star match or something that does like, wow, that was, that was magical. Have you had that match yet or something close um, to it? Mm, I wouldn't say so. Um, but also I think we are our harshest critic, uh, but I don't think I have. Um, a match that has been, I guess, special to me. Um, there was obviously my first match, which was a student versus teacher match against Jazz, uh, which happened two years ago. Um, and then more recently I had a match against my mentor, Thunder Rosa, and that one was just very, uh, I guess, special in the memories section to me. So where where do we see you in the next couple of years? What what are the goals that you have set out for you in your career? I would love to get a contract somewhere. I would love to get a platform, a stable platform, um, to showcase what I can do. Um, that is on the list. Uh, traveling is on the list. I'm now now since restrictions are kind of lightening up. 
um, travel restrictions. I would love to travel around the U.S. And if I could ever go out of the country to wrestle, I would jump on that opportunity. Uh, so hopefully in the next couple of years, either traveling or contracted somewhere. Good goals, good goals, and attainable goals, too. Very attainable. <laughs> well, Maddie, I've enjoyed having you on the show today. Thank you very much for giving me the time. No problem, I guess. <laughs> You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? Read all about his career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read passages by Dusty Wolf, David Manning, and Kevin Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised by what you read. Get your book at lancebychance.com or on Amazon.